Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. My name is Bob Shoy and... My name is Emma Apps. And you're listening to The Simpsons 4 and 1 More. And this episode you're about to listen to is actually the first bit of recording we ever did. Before Emma even knew she was my co-host. Do you remember anything about this recording session, Emma? I just remember being so nervous. Even though it was just a tester and I actually didn't think that anyone outside of us two would ever listen to it. I was still so nervous. Um, Mm. But then I felt like, you'll probably get this during the recording, but I just felt like I just kind of sank into it and it just became really natural. Um, But I was terrified at first, but I really, really, really enjoyed recording the first episode. Yeah, so initially I had said to Emma, I'm thinking of doing a Simpsons podcast and I'm going to get different people to tell me their favourite episodes. So do you want to come and do an episode? Because I know you're a big fan of The Simpsons. And you said yes. And then I sent you loads of recording equipment, knowing that I was like, okay, I'm just going to ask her to be my co-host, but I'll get this first episode recorded just in case it sounded awful. He stitched me right up. (laughs) Yeah. So you'll actually hear at the end of this episode me asking emma if she wants to be my co-host <laughs> so that was was you taken by surprise of that by the way um i i was i wasn't expecting it at all i mean i was a little um confused as to when all the recording equipment turned up at my door but i was kind of just expecting to send it straight back once we recorded yeah. this episode i i knew that you'd had guests on previous podcasts that you've done so i just mm-hmm. kind of assumed that you sent everything to them and then they recorded and then they then sent it back to you. I kind of felt like that's how you did it. So I was a little yeah. confused at first, but then it, yeah, it, it kind of just dawned on me once you sort of asked me to be your co-host and I was like, Oh, okay. It makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. So on this episode, you're going to hear Emma talk about her four and one more favorite all time Simpsons episodes, um, which Maybe a spoiler for some favourites that are going to come up later in the series, but I don't care. I think it's good fun. And also what I'm finding interesting is that I'm wondering if by the end of us doing this podcast, my four and one more favourite episodes ever will change in any way. Yeah, I mean, when we're sort of going through 
the more episodes that we're recording um mm. i i do kind of feel like there are things that are coming out of the woodworks that i didn't sort of take into consideration when i was picking my initial f- top uh four and one more favorite episodes so yeah. it'll it'll be interesting at the end of the sessions um if we then sort of reflect back on it and maybe critique yeah definitely just to see if that's the, how we still feel because i feel like these first top fours it's like going with our gut like in our memory what are our favorite ones yeah i i mean to be honest because obviously disney plus recently came out i did binge a lot during lockdown and so they were kind of still fresh in my memory but i would would never really do it chronologically so as we've kind of been going Mm. through the seasons i've been feeling oh i completely forgot how much i love this episode and things like that so um i do i do feel like um things have my opinions have changed slightly so it'll be interesting to see at the end definitely so what we'll do is i'll play the recording now it's going to be me and emma the first time we ever recorded together uh you're going to hear that and i guess we'll come back at the end to do a little goodbye so emma we're going to talk about your simpsons four and one more choices and i know you've been putting a lot of thought into this over the last little while or so yeah, I'm a bit obsessed with The Simpsons, so I've given this great thought. That's good. So I'm really excited. I'm glad that you've taken it seriously and given it the right gravitas that it deserves. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've dedicated almost 30 years of my life to The Simpsons, so to dedicate a couple of hours wasn't hard at all. <laughs> no, and like when we recorded the one I did with uh, Becca and Beef and Tiss, we said, oh, let's let's do this. It'd be really fun. And then, like, the next day, we were all texting each other, just like, this is really difficult. And, like, we'd all suddenly taken it way more seriously than we thought we were going to. Yeah, I mean, it's four and one more, so I had to pick five episodes, but I've actually got a list of about 20. Yeah. And I've kind of got, like, my three tiers as to, like, top tier, middle tier, and, like bottom tier of my favorites so it's really it's been really really hard to narrow it down to just five episodes um but I've tried I've tried my hardest and I've tried to make them as different as I can because um I gravitate to quite a lot of the same sort of episodes right so I've tried to pick slightly different ones to make my list um different rather than just all the same sorts of types of episodes kind of thing so you said your shortlist was like not that short soon as it went down to like 20 episodes or so i'll just show you my notebook quickly when i did mine this all this is my shortlist here (laughs) it's just like 22 yeah (laughs) Yeah. mine i think i've got i think i've narrowed it down to 10 right okay um and i've got my top five so i've picked um one to four of episodes that are just, in my opinion, the greatest things that the Simpsons creators have produced. And then I've got one which I personally have such a big soft spot for, and it is one of my favourite episodes, but um, it's quite an early one. So I feel like a lot of people, um, it wouldn't be on a lot of people's lists. And I feel like it sometimes gets overlooked. But 
for reasons which I'll go into, is one of my absolute favourites. So that that's why I chose that as my one more, um, because I don't think it'll be on a lot of people's lists, but I personally love it so much. So what we'll do is we'll go four, three, two, one, and then your one more. Um, and in between, I will sort of refresh with my picks from when I recorded mine. Yeah. Um, so for listeners, I previously recorded mine on another podcast, but I'll probably repost it on this feed as well. It may be after this goes up or before. But anyway, you're going to hear my more in-depth reasonings on another episode, but I will be talking about my episodes. And I was thinking like during the rewatch, I'm like, I wonder if by the end of me doing this rewatch through the first 10 series again, if... I look back and I'll be like, you know what? My top four have completely changed because I feel like that happens every time. So this is like my top four for now when I just think of the series as a whole over the last sort of, well, I'm not going to say my age, 30 plus years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's get straight into it. What's your number four? So my number four choice is You Only Move Twice, which is the Hank Scorpio episode. Mm. This has always since... The first time I saw it, it's always been one of my favourite episodes. Um, What I love about it is the fact that Hank Scorpio is the villain the whole way through and you don't actually realise until right at the end that he is this Bond-esque villain. Yeah. Um, But he's such a likeable character um, and... Well, he's so charismatic. You see, like, why Homer gets, like, so swept up with him. Like, it's almost like a romance. Yeah, and I just love the fact that He's so nice to Homer because mm. I feel like because Homer's such a so silly and so stupid by his character, um, people obviously take advantage of him quite a lot and are quite mean to him. But he sees the greatness in Homer mm. straight away, even though obviously he's not the first choice to go and live in Cypress Creek and things like that. Uh, hi, Homer. What can I do for you? Sir, I need to know where I can get some business hammocks. Hammocks? My goodness, what an idea. Why didn't I think of that? Hammocks. Homer, there's four places. There's the hammock hut. That's on third. Uh-huh. There's hammocks or us. Got that's it. on third, too. You got put your butt there. Mm-hmm. That's on third. Yeah. Swing low, sweet chariot. Right. Okay. Matter of fact, they're all in the same complex. It's the hammock complex down on third. Oh, the hammock district. That's right. Ready for the link up, Mr. Scorpio. Uh, Homer, one second. I got to take care of this. Very important. Be right back. Fine. <laughs> Good afternoon, gentlemen. This is Scorpio. I have the doomsday device. You have 72 hours to deliver the gold or you face the consequences. And to prove I'm not bluffing, watch this. Oh, my God. The 59th Street Bridge. Maybe it just collapsed on its own. We can't take that chance. You always say that. I want to take a chance. Collapsed on its own. You sh... You have 72 hours. See you. Back to the hammocks, my friend. Yes. You know there's a little place called Mary Ann's Hammocks. The nice thing about that place is Mary Ann gets in the hammock with you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. You know who invented the hammock, Homer? No. That's something for you to do. Find that out. It's also one of the episodes, and I think it's the best episode in which the Simpsons move. Right. As I was saying, there's quite a lot of sort of similar storylines which are um, which are quite similar. But this one is one that really stands out for me because it's kind of they move and you think oh it's it's going to be forever because they do the whole bye 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 thing to all the characters yeah and then at the end it kind of wraps up and they're back in springfield and it's as if nothing happened again that's really interesting that 
I I hadn't even put together like of course they've moved like in so many different episodes but this is yeah. always the one where I think oh this is the one where it actually feels like they're moving it Properly, feels yeah. like almost like a sea change in the series it feels like oh they're moving like for the first time I watched it I genuinely thought oh yeah. they're moving out of Springfield the series is really changing because it really feels like it and it has them adjusting to their new life and their new town it's also um it's one of those episodes where I think it's actually a lot earlier in the series than it actually is i think it's like series eight or seven it's Um, uh, series eight episode two yeah series eight so it's actually quite late in the golden 10 seasons of the simpsons but i until it was on disney plus i actually thought it was quite a lot earlier than that because it's like more classic Mm. but i just it i just absolutely love it um one thing i did want to mention is the fact that I feel like they should have used Hank Scorpio's character as the villain in the Simpsons movie. Yeah, yeah. And I know that um, other people have sort of said the same thing because that's the like guy a, a who very, voices... That's like a very common wish that people had. Like, exactly. I always thought the same thing as well. And then whenever I heard someone yeah. else say it, I was like, oh, so like, I think everyone just thinks that and it felt so logical. And I think it's because the guy who voices... Hank Scorpio is the same guy who voices the villain in the Simpsons yeah. movie. So it's like, if you're going to the effort of asking the guest star, the same guy who does the same voice, why don't you just use Hank Scorpio? Because you've already built the character Yeah, you've up. already got like a great character who is villainous. And, and I think it's I a really know. good callback for Simpsons fans as well. Maybe that's why they didn't do it. They didn't want it to feel like a callback for people who weren't as familiar with the series, who were just going to see the film. Yeah, I mean, they're probably trying to appeal to a wider audience mm. of people who aren't hardcore Simpsons fans that would know who Hank Scorpio is, because obviously he's only in that one episode. Um, so they probably did do it so that it can appeal to a wider audience. But I do feel like it. it they should have done that. I feel like that would have made the Simpsons movie just... 10 times better, in my opinion. Can I ask you, uh, what is your feelings on the Simpsons movie? Um, I actually love it. Really? (laughs) I mean, I went to see it in the cinema in 2007 when it came out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't see it as soon as it came out, but I did see it quite quite early on in in the cinema. And I actually really liked it when I went to see it in the cinema. And I still like it now. Right. I mean, I've got it on DVD and I think I've got it, like recorded on my skybox or something but um it's not a, not something that i watch regularly and i wouldn't say it's in my top 10 films of all time or anything like mm. that um but i do like it i did see it at the cinema but i um i i saw it at the cinema and it was like i wasn't watching simpsons at that time but i was like oh i'll go and see the film i was exactly the yeah. same so I'd kind of dipped interest a little bit in The Simpsons. I remember coming out and being like, oh, that was really good. But I've never watched it again. I've only <laughs> ever seen it that one time in the cinema. So I no don't way. know how it holds up for me now. And I've I've got a copy of it because I was like, I, I need to watch that again. Um, and it's, it's on, on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus yeah, well. that's it. Yeah. So I was just like, I will watch that again soon. It's just... No way. Yeah. I feel like if you were to watch it now, so obviously it was over 10 years ago that it was out in the cinema. Yeah which is absolutely crazy. I can't believe it's been that long. But I feel like if you used to watch it now, I feel like your opinion would be completely different to the opinion you've got in your head of it, if that makes sense. And I'm wondering now, because it is kind of so old now, like it still feels like a fairly recent thing to me, (laughs) but it's really old. I wonder if it'll feel like a bit of a classic 
old Maybe. episode to me because I know it's got a lot of the older team on it. Yeah. Which is why, like, a lot of people say it was better than the episodes that are on telly at the same time. Yeah. Because it had the older team on it. Yeah, for me, it, I'm not naive to think that there's not things wrong with it. There are flaws that the newer episodes of The Simpsons have. They they both sort of have similar flaws. Mm. Um, but I did really like it when I saw it, and I do still like it. Like, if it was on the TV now, I would sit down and watch it. Um, but as I said, it's not, like, my top ten films of all time or anything like that i just enjoy it if that makes sense yeah i need to give it another watch at some point yeah i think you should i think i think you'd be pleasantly surprised i was just thinking we was talking about like it feels like they were moving um in you only move twice to get back on the actual yeah. episode we're talking about it felt like they were actually moving house in that episode and i'm wondering like because the simpsons is so episodic like it doesn't really have two parts it's only had like three in its run um, but how interesting it would have been if they said, okay, so they moved to, was it, it's Cypress Creek, isn't it? Cypress Creek, They moved yeah. to Cypress Creek and they're there for like 10 episodes. I know, that'd be so crazy. And if you were watching it in that era, you'd be like, oh my God, they've actually, the series has changed. And then they move back. Because you would have yeah. given the characters more, because like everyone sort of has a few scenes and then they move back and I love it. But... Well, that's the thing. What annoys me a little bit about the episode is the fact that Marge and Lisa have like zero storyline. Right, yeah. I think it's really weak of this episode that the reason why Lisa hates Cypress Creek is because she's allergic to everything. That's the weakest because one. She's yeah, because she's she's portrayed as this like nature loving tree hugger type character, but yet in Cypress Creek she's allergic to everything. Like I think that's that's a little bit weird. But... Yeah, I I kind of do like the Marge storyline of like she's so bored oh, yeah. like that, but there's not enough of it. I love the part of the episode when she's just sitting there and she's like, right, it's 10 o'clock and I've cleaned everything. And then she's like, I'm so bored. And then she takes a sip of wine. Yeah. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> if that was me being a mother as well at 10 o'clock in the morning having a glass of wine, like that's just motherhood. That's yeah. not, <laughs> that's not boredom that's at Tuesday, all. That's Tuesday, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I do find that, I do think that's really funny. But um, I love the Bart storyline about mm-hmm. how he's put in the remedial class. And obviously I love the the Homer and the Hank storyline. Um, but yeah, I just find the Lisa thing a little bit... Um, it's like they didn't have enough time. Disappointing, and yeah. yeah. But um, that is really my only critique of the episode. Yeah, it's I love a near-perfect episode. It. Yeah, I love it. So yeah, that's that's why I chose it as my fourth. I don't know if you remember my top four because you, you've heard mine before. No, I mean I actually don't remember what you picked. Okay. Um, obviously, I listened to the episode and I actually think I might have listened to it twice because I enjoyed it that much because obviously it's it's my favourite thing. But um, I actually can't remember what yours were, so it'd be quite interesting to go through them again with you. Actually, well, my number four was you only moved twice. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that yeah no i completely forgot i mean i feel like i should have done a little bit more research and maybe listen to it and no make no notes i like it because i feel like you wouldn't have nice. chosen this if you'd known it was mine no exactly so so the list that i've got is just totally from my heart and yeah. there is no influence from anyone else especially your podcast so whatever you've picked or what you picked before i i completely Wouldn't cannot it be remember amazing so. if your 411 more were just the same as mine <laughs> oh i know i know one of my episodes 
wasn't mentioned in the pod before okay. because I was I was a little bit like oh someone someone should have mentioned it but they didn't. There was um, so when you go through it, and there's hundreds and there's so like when we came to the end of that episode we were like there was so many classics that none of us had mentioned and we were like exactly annoyed at ourselves. I mean, yeah, I mean I feel like um, it. One of my episodes was referenced sort of as as a little joke because of a moment in it mm. but none of you picked it so um i know one of my episodes isn't mentioned well this, the thing about the thing about just choosing episodes from the heart as well and like ones that are these are the ones that are important to me and the ones i remember fondly is like yeah. they're not always the classics the the number ones that we all had were very obscure i felt not yeah not necessarily obscure but like not the obvious picks my one more i don't think anyone would have picked mm. um because as I said, I picked it because I love it personally, but it's, it's a very overlooked episode. Um, and my number one and my number two switch round okay. every time. Whenever someone says to me, what's your favourite Simpsons episode? It's always It always flip-flops between these episodes. So um, I'm sticking with the, the order that I put it in from the other day when I was writing my notes. So I'm keeping keeping it at the moment as it is. But it does flip-flop, my number one and my number two. But your number three hasn't flip-flopped, so let's hear. What is your number three? Okay, so my number three episode is Cape Fear. Oh, this is a good one. This was a, this isn't on my <laughs> list, but it was so close for me. And I know I've spoken to you about this before, Bob, and my friends and family who know me very well will know why this is in my top four. But I am absolutely obsessed with Sight Show Bob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's my absolute favourite character. Um, and to be honest, I could have filled my top five with just Sideshow Bob episodes. So it was a choice between either Cape Fear or The Black Widower, right. which is the one where he marries Selma. Mm-hmm. But one of my other episodes is really similar to that. And as I said at the beginning, I didn't want to pick really similar storyline episodes because right. obviously Sideshow Bob his main sort of storyline is either trying to kill the Simpson family as a whole or just trying to kill Bart mm. um, so even though the episodes are really different they're all sort of the same sort of storyline and even though Sideshow Bob is my favourite character it was a tough choice to put either this one or the Black Widow in in the list but I picked this one because it has my absolute favourite musical moment in it. Right. <laughs> the bit at the end where he sings uh, the score from HMS Pinafore. Yes, it's so good. Very well, Bart. I shall send you to heaven before I send you to hell. And a two and a three and... We sail the ocean blue and our saucy ships of beauty. We are sober men and true and attentive to our duty. Uncorked little buttercup, poor little buttercup, though I could never tell why. What never? No, never. What never? Hardly ever. He's hardly ever sick as sea. For he himself has said it, and it's clearly to his credit. That he is an Englishman, he remains an Englishman. 
absolutely love it. And Bob, you know this, but I'm absolutely obsessed with Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. I'm a massive, I'm a massive Frasier fan. And I always really liked Sideshow Bob as a character, the way he's written and, and everything like that. But I became a massive Frasier fan a couple of years ago. Um, in my mid to late 20s and it just made me love Sideshow Bob as a character more yeah. because of Kelsey Grammer. I mean, I'm not fully supportive of his Republican views <laughs> or him as a person, but him, I just, I, he's one of these people that I love to hate. Um, well, not love to hate, but obviously I don't like the fact that I love him so much because of his political views. Right. But obviously I'm not I'm not going to blame the guy for that. But um, I love him as Frasier and I love him as Sycho Bob. So that's why I always tend to favour Sycho Bob episodes because I just I just love him. I mean, all all the Sycho Bob episodes in, the, in these first 10 series are so enjoyable to watch. Yeah. And like this, this is my favourite one. <laughs> I just the whole HMS Pinafore thing for me just uh, just tops it it's like a cherry on top of the cake for me because I'm not into musicals and I don't even really know what HMS Pinafore is but it's just it's just <laughs> oh for years I knew it as the thing that Sideshow Bob sings exactly and it's referenced in Frasier a couple of times as well yeah. so I feel like it is a Kelsey Grammer type choice in in the production somewhere because as i said it's mentioned in fraser as well a few times but i just think it i just think it, the whole thing is brilliant i love that it's like montage you get like just clips from like all the different songs exactly. and the drama like amps up and up and then by the end you've got like the flag waving and <laughs> it's so good <laughs> i've used the picture of Sideshow bob behind the flag so many times <laughs> right. on social media for different things um and i just i just think it's brilliant but what i also didn't realize until it's just like light bulb moment in my head it's also another episode where the simpsons move and i didn't oh, even realize of course yeah i didn't even realize until just then i was like this one even has a new opening sequence when they move yeah the thompsons exactly <laughs> But I didn't even realise that. I didn't even pick up on that until I was just about to sort of discuss the the whole witness relocation programme yeah. bit about it as well. Well, the the like, you know, when I stamp on your foot and say, hello, oh, yeah. Mr. Thompson, that whole scene is so, so good. And it always I makes me it. laugh. I don't matter how many times I've seen that episode. And I had this one on VHS and you still <laughs> watch it all the time as a kid. And it makes me laugh still, that scene. It's so good. Tell you what, sir, from now on you'll be uh, Homer Thompson at Terror Lake. Let's just practice a bit, hmm? When I say, hello, Mr. Thompson, you'll say, hi, check. Hello, Mr. Thompson. Remember now, your name is Homer Thompson. I got you. Hello, Mr. Thompson. Oh, now, when I say hello, Mr. Thompson, and press down on your foot, you smile and nod. No problem. Hello, Mr. Thompson. I think he's talking to you. The funny thing is as well, I actually didn't realise that it was like a massive parody of Cape Fear, yeah. a film for ages, yeah. for years and years and years. I didn't realise that there was actually a film called Cape Fear and like, the Sideshow Bob music and yeah. um, all the scenes and stuff were just directly parodied from the film. It's one of the only episodes where the full episode is basically just one big parody. 
Exactly. And I didn't even realise that till like a few years ago. And then um, I actually still haven't watched Cape Fear That was going to be my next question. I've never no, watched it either. I haven't. And I watch no, I haven't. like 400 films a year and I still I haven't know. watched it. <laughs> But um, it was quite funny, actually, because I was watching Gogglebox the other week and because there's not been nothing on TV, they have just been putting films on mm-hmm. and Cape Fear was on and Gogglebox was on it. And I actually said to my husband, I can't believe how like scene for scene, like for like, The Simpsons got it spot on. So that's the only way that you've seen Cape Fear, like vicariously through <laughs> some scenes on Gogglebox. Or The Simpsons. Or that episode, yeah, exactly. which is basically, you don't need to watch yeah. the film. That's kind of how exactly. I felt when I when I realised it was such a straight up parody. I was like, I don't need to watch that film. I've seen the better version. Exactly, and I just feel like if I was to watch it, I would just be like quoting the episode the whole time, or I'd be going like, Ugh. Yeah, you know, like when yeah. he steps on the rake. Because <laughs> there's so many good quotes. Almost in that every episode. scene in this makes me laugh. Like when they're when he's like clung underneath the car, and they're like, "Let's drive with the cactus patch." No. <laughs> No. Yeah, I love it. Or um I always say it to um I always reference it like um bake them away toys. Oh yeah, that is oh my god, I use that all the time. Take them away, boys. Hey, I'm the chief here. Bake them away, toys. What'd you say, chief? Do what the kid says. I feel like the episodes that I've picked are just quote after quote after quote of just classic Simpsons. It's that whole middle era, like, yeah, they are so snappy, like I've just been watching series two and I love series two. I like series two I know as a well. lot of people don't, but I love it. It feels like a different show, but it's much slower. Like, I just watched Blood Feud today for the first time in, oh, in ages. I love Blood Feud. But it's so slow. I was like, what is the plot to this? Like, he gives the blood, <laughs> and I know the end they get the head, but what's the whole middle of the thing? And it's just literally just like Homer writes a letter. Yeah, literally. Like, that's, I, I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, And that's the episode. And you compare it to that this. That is the whole, yeah. Compare it to Cape Fear and that whole era, the middle era of The Simpsons. It's just like joke, 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 joke. Like, they can't move quick enough. They can't sandwich in enough gags. It's crazy, yeah. but um, yeah. So Cape Fear beat Black Widower, right? Just by a smidgen. I do like but Black Widower a lot as well. Yeah. Now I'm talking about it. I'm glad that I picked that one over Black Widower. I think. I think this one has more gags in it. Like it is more yeah. like snappy. The fact that I love it so much without ever actually seeing Cape Fear, mm. I find I just think it's hilarious. It's not as if the the reason I love it is because it's a parody. Like, I didn't even realise it was a parody. <laughs> so the fact that I love it so much just is testament to how amazing The Simpsons is and how clever the writing is. Yeah. The fact that I didn't even realise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do love I do love Black Widow. I also really like... Um, one I didn't like as much as a kid, but as I get older, I like it more and more, is Sideshow Bob Roberts because it's much more political. Oh, the political yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to agree with you, actually, because um, I did quite a lot of politics at uni, but until I went to uni, I wasn't I wasn't as clued up with American politics. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I think it was just because I didn't understand it. And there are a lot of intellectual jokes. Yeah. And, um, it really digs into like American you politics. You have to know a lot about the history of American politics. And um, it sort of pokes fun out of a lot mm. of real people, 
without actually mentioning them. So I, I, I will have to agree with you there. I've like, I like that episode more. Every time I watch that episode now, it right raises in my rankings, and it's like it used to be yeah. like the one I didn't like as much of Sideshow Bob ones, and now I'm like, yeah. no, it's right up the top for me. The one episode I don't like of the Sideshow Bob ones is the one where he breaks into the army base yeah, that's and the steals weak one. the blimp. Sideshow Bob's last gleaming. Yeah. I don't like that one. All the others are so good and that one's just like slightly not as good and it shows yeah. because the others are such a high caliber. Um, well, I'm missing, what's the, uh, the other is a brother from another series, the song with Cecil, which is great. Yeah. So, so good. It's just, I absolutely love the fact that they got David Hyde Pierce yeah. for, to actually play Cecil. Um, I mean, I think the storyline's a bit weak. Yeah, but, but the, the interactions between them just make it fine. They're just brilliant. And the fact that they reference Frasier so much, yeah. I think anyone who doesn't watch Frasier wouldn't wouldn't pick it up and wouldn't get why it's funny. I find Sideshow Bob like working earnestly and trying to be a good guy really funny in that episode as well. Like, oh, yeah. Cousin Merle, really? <laughs> like, that stuff really <laughs> My favourite bit about the whole episode brother from another series is is when bart jumps onto cecil at the end when he's trying to like stop him from blowing up the dam and he jumps on him and he goes maris uh, yeah yeah but obviously yeah. unless you watch frazier you wouldn't get that joke and i just i didn't I when i was a kid so i didn't every get time i get it no exactly frazier is something that i've learned to love as an adult rather than like i think i was too young for it when it was out and it, when when they were bringing new new episodes out i think i was a bit too young to get it my mum thinks it's hilarious that i'm obsessed with fraser and she's like emma like i used to watch this when you was a kid <laughs> and she just she just finds it so bizarre that i love it so much i'm actually in the process of watching it for the first time as an adult because i saw it when i was a kid just because my mum loved it um and i used to sort of watch it with my mum but now I'm like revisiting it as an adult and it's, I'm, yeah. I'm like halfway through, I'm like on series six and um, I'm, I'm appreciating it in a different way as an adult, but it's really enjoyable still. I've got the box set mm. of all 11 seasons and um, when I was on maternity leave, I just binged the whole thing and then it's since then that I've then become obsessed with it because obviously where when you have it on DVD or when you've got something like mm. Disney Plus it allows you to watch it whenever however whatever episode you want and I think that that's what makes people fall in love with things again yeah. because you can just pick it up and watch it at your own leisure I think it holds up a lot better than a lot of the like sitcoms from that era as well Yeah I mean I know friends get slated a lot for um sort of jokes that haven't dated yeah, very well yeah. um and Frasier don't get me wrong Frasier there are some things that haven't aged very well but I I do think it holds up slightly better than Friends I personally. think it does um I think the like stuff where it tackles like homosexuality on Frasier yeah. is a lot better than other stuff of that era but it helps that like half the cast was gay were gay yeah exactly <laughs> um and I think a uh, the thing with Frasier as well is it's a lot more, there's a lot more intelligent jokes. Yeah. So I think with Friends, which I like Friends, don't get me wrong, I am a fan, but it's a lot more slapstick mm -hmm. or it plays more on people being dumb. Whereas Frasier, there's jokes that sometimes you would have to Google because it, it, like, it doesn't make sense straight away. Mm. And then when you Google it, you're like, oh, that's actually really clever. But going back to The Simpsons, it's the same with The Simpsons. There's a lot of things that I learned as a kid 
that I actually learned from The Simpsons. Oh yeah, there's so like there's so many references <laughs> so many I didn't things. get. Oh, like when they reference yeah. like American media, like we didn't have access to it really when I was a kid and I watched it. Like I watched The Simpsons on Sky One when I was a child when like no one had Sky, just because my dad had Sky and. So no one else at school knew what The Simpsons was when I used to talk about it. Yeah. Because um, for most people, they didn't watch it until it came to Channel 4, which was so many years later. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I started watching The Simpsons on Channel 2 mm-hmm. when I was really, really young. I don't even know how young I was, but I do remember a lot of early, early episodes. I was born in 91, so I wasn't around right at the very, very beginning, but I was really young when I started watching it. And I just... Looking back at it now, I'm like, why? Like, how did my mum even let me watch yeah. this? Like, it doesn't, like, the jokes and things in it are just so, it's a cartoon, but it's it's definitely an audience for adults. There was definitely, when when, it, when kids at school were starting to watch it, there were definitely, like, a few kids in the class who weren't allowed to. Like, they would be like, I'm not allowed to watch it. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I feel so sorry for you. <laughs> You're not getting your education. Like, Tiss always says, like, The Simpsons is the only education you need. Oh, 100%. I remember going into school when I was probably about eight or nine and um, talking about the Coriolis effect. You right, know, yeah. the Australia episode about how the, <laughs> yeah. the water goes clockwise and in the Southern Hemisphere it goes anti-clockwise. And my teacher was like, how do you know that? Like, I don't even know that. And I was like, mm, the Simpsons. <laughs> just like really random things like that. I learned just from the Simpsons. So as a refresher for my number three... Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three and if you completely disagree with any of my choices by the way don't feel like you're going to offend me um, no my number three was Summer of Four Foot Two I love this episode I feel like this is a really underrated episode I when I said it on the episode that I did with the other guys like everyone else was like which one's that like I was like oh am I the only one that loves this episode like no one else no, knew what I, one I was like talking about I do like this one yeah I like this episode I mean it sort of didn't make my top 10 list, mm-hmm. like, but I definitely understand why you like it. I love Millhouse, and I think this <laughs> is like possibly like the funniest Millhouse stuff is in this episode. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like the dad, but then also, um, <laughs> Beef was texting me the other day. He was watching it. He said he couldn't stop laughing because it was the bit where it was he signs Lisa's book and it was like, see you in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I love them. Um, the face that Homer pulls with when he gets the dud yeah, and it's like the it's smile so that's like memed everywhere now. But um, I absolutely adore Christina Ricci and obviously she does the voice of the girl. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the, the character's name, but the girl who's friends with Lisa. And I just, I just like, I mean, Lisa's not one of my favourite characters, I'm not going to lie to you, but I love it when they have Lisa positive episodes. Right. Yeah, they do take a shit on Lisa, like, depending on who the writer is, like, some writers get Lisa and some don't, and the ones that don't like to shit on her. Uh, But Lisa's my favourite of the the main characters. I mean, I I understand the appeal of her, but I just think that as a female, I don't relate to her. (laughs) As um, a weedy vegetarian lefty, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I was... I was never really um, someone who never had friends or anything like that. I've I've always been surrounded by a lot of really cool people. So I've, I just feel sorry for her. And it's not... I love her. Don't get me wrong. I mean, in school, as a kid, I was definitely more Bart. I was like yeah. big, loudmouth, class clown. <laughs> you put... Like when uh, Bart 
runs for like the school. I watched it the other day. He runs for like the class, yeah. head of class or whatever. President. And, it's, and it's, they said it's a popularity contest, which it totally was. And I did exactly the same yeah. thing. And I put posters up around my school and one head boy on a popularity contest. No way. And um, so that side of Bart, like I'm like, I was Bart in school outwardly, yeah. but inwardly I was totally Lisa. And when yeah. I think back to me in school, it's like a totally different person. I can't believe that anyone I went to school with can still talk to me with a straight face because I was a completely different person <laughs> and it was so embarrassing. <laughs> I love that. No, I do I do love this episode for loads of different reasons. Um, but it's always one that I don't watch very often, but then when I watch it, I'm like, Oh, I should watch this more often. Mm. Like I like I do I do like this episode, um, but I just it's never one that I go to straight away. Um and I can understand why people don't when you said the title, it doesn't give it away mm-hmm. straight away. And as it's, like I said, it's not always one that people go to. I totally understand why. Another podcaster who I, I listen to a lot of his shows, a um, guy called Gary Butterfield, and uh, he does a lot of like retro video game podcasts. But I met him last year in Portland and he has a... Uh, he showed me his tattoo and he has the dud tattooed on his arm. Oh my God, <laughs> that's amazing. amazing. <laughs> and he said he was supposed to get a different tattoo. His, I think his, his ex-girlfriend had drawn it. Oh, okay. It was like something that she had done and they broke up like the day or the day before the day no he was going to get his tattoo. So when he, so the tattoo artist was like, do you want to cancel? He was like, no, I want to get the dud instead because that's like how he felt. <laughs> oh it's got like the little posy flower that's like wilting flower yeah so he ended up getting the dud as a last minute just like i'm just gonna get the dud that is absolutely incredible like i love stories like that and simpsons fans are just so hardcore that that like it's a massive community that if you're a simpsons fan at that level you're just like oh my god that's amazing whereas someone who likes the simpsons would be like i don't get it yeah yeah it's like a test, though. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, I always think to myself that I'd love a Simpsons tattoo, but I'm not brave enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've got one tattoo, and I always think oh, maybe I'll get another one, but I'm just like, I don't know. your Weird Tales 100 episode yeah, tattoo. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, That's so cool. But I, I probably will eventually, but I don't know if it'll be a Simpsons one. <laughs> uh, so let's move along. What's your number two? Okay, so as I said earlier on, um, this episode flip-flops from being my number one episode to number two. But at the moment, I'm more than happy to keep it at number two. So this is just how you're feeling today? This is how I'm feeling today. My number two is um, Homer's Barbershop Quartet. Oh. The B-Shops. I love this episode. It completely breaks the show. It doesn't make any sense and it ruins everything, but I don't care. Well... I had this conversation with you the other day, but the one thing that I noticed when I was making my list is I had it in my head that I really don't like episodes that don't follow the Simpsons canon, mm-hmm. but most of the episodes that I've picked don't follow canon. Right. And it when I noticed and when I realised it, it was like a massive mind blow. And I was like, everything that I thought I hated about the Simpsons, I actually clearly love. Yeah, so there's so many reasons why I love this episode. Um, when I was a kid, it was always one of my favourite episodes. Yeah, same. But I was never a Beatles fan because um, my parents were kind of too young for the Beatles, so I never grew up with them. Oh, exactly the same. My next, my actual yeah. question when you suggest this one, I was going to say, are you a Beatles fan? But yeah, you're going to tell me. 
Well, my husband, um, he's a little, he's three years older than me. His parents are like 15 years older than my parents. They are massive Beatles fans. And we went to Liverpool and we did like the Cavern mm-hmm. Club and did all the massive Beatles tour and things like that. And as someone who wasn't a Beatles fan and only really knew like a handful of songs, it completely changed my mind and my opinion of the Beatles. And I love them now. I'm a huge Beatles fan now. Yeah. <laughs> I had the same thing. My parents were not into the Beatles them. and I discovered them myself later. And now I love them. I know all the albums. Like I, I'm a huge Beatles fan. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. And like you, I loved this episode as a kid and now I love it even more in a different even way more. because I have a completely yeah. different appreciation for this episode now and um my husband as I said is a massive Beatles fan so I sat there with him once and he actually like pinpointed every cultural reference to the Beatles in this episode mm. and now I just it's kind of like once you see you can't unsee kind of yeah, moments yeah. and it's absolutely mind-blowing what I missed as a child because Obviously, I didn't know any of the cultural references to it. And I just love the George Harrison cameo. Mm -hmm. Then came the greatest thrill of my life. Hello, Homer. I'm George Harrison. (gasps) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where did you get that brownie? Over there. There's a big pile of them. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow, what a nice fella. Obviously, he's passed away now, so I'm so glad that they managed to get him before he passed away. Yeah, he's my favourite Beatle as well, so... Yeah, I love George Harrison too, and it's really funny, like, whenever I eat a brownie, or someone's got a brownie, I'm like, oh my god, where did you get that brownie? (laughs) And then obviously, hardly anyone knows what I'm talking about, and they just look at me, but um, I just love this episode so much, and as I said, it flip-flops all the time between this and my top one. And it goes up and down, but um, I'm happy to keep it as my number two today. So what you say about it completely like sort of breaking canon, I think to for me, this one, it I love it so much. It probably is in my top 10 as well. But I, you sort of almost have to just enjoy it as it is and you have to like yeah. ignore it in the grand scale of the rest of The Simpsons because it makes no sense that Homer was yeah, exactly. in this world famous band with like, you know, Skinner. He won and, a Grammy. Yeah, it makes no sense. It just makes me laugh as well, the way that it pokes fun out of the Grammys. It's like, um, and the nominees for Spoken Word Record, um, like Barbershop Quartet, and yeah, it's just yeah. like completely pokes fun out of it. And when um, when he gives it to like the bellboy and, and the bellboy goes, oh my God, an award. And he's like, oh, it's a Grammy. Yeah. And then just like chucks it out the window. Like, I, I just think it's hilarious. Here's that champagne you ordered, Mr. Simpson. Oh, thanks. Here. Wow! An award statue! Uh, Oh, it's a Grammy. Hey! Don't throw your garbage down here! Great choice. I'm loving your list so far. Like, these are all, like, (laughs) so high up for me as well, so... Yeah, and I love um, the way that it pokes fun of Yoko Ono as well, like, with the Japanese conceptual artist. Oh, yeah. We We spoke about this a little bit, like, the number eight... Number eight. <laughs> Number eight. Number eight. At the time, as a kid, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about that Yoko Ono or 
anything to do with like the Beatles splitting up or anything like that. So I just thought it was hilarious. And like, yeah. I always, I sometimes say like, if someone asks me for a drink, I'm like, I'll have a plum soaking in perfume served <laughs> in a man's hat and things like that. Just really, I just think this episode has so many things that are so quotable. Yeah. I just, yeah, I love this episode so much. And um, when I was pregnant, my husband used to sing Baby on Ball to me all the time. Oh, it so gets it's stuck in my head of, all I, the time, this song. I love it. Yeah, I've got a massive soft spot for this episode for so many reasons. But yeah, I agree with what you're saying that you kind of just have to take it as it is because yeah. it's just... If you try and like make it fit into like there, I mean, there isn't, there is and there isn't like a canon to The Simpsons, but if you really try and yeah. make it fit in, it's ludicrous. So don't exactly. like strain too hard, just enjoy it. It's like when Homer goes into space. Uh, yeah, exactly. We sort of said that's, that was in uh, Becca's favourites and we sort of said the same thing for that. Like it's a really fun episode, but you just have to just ignore that it ever happened. And that one in yeah. particular, the show itself, like takes the piss out of from that point onwards. Like it's ridiculous. It's funny because there's like episodes where um, where Homer has like, interactions with Apu or interactions with Skinner. Yeah. And it's like they were on tour. They were like best friends. They had this band together, yeah. but yet their like interactions are just like as if they don't hardly know each other. It's really funny. Yeah. Excellent choice. And a one, and a two, and a three. Boom, 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 boom. Baby on board, how I'm adored. That sign on my car's window So uh, my number two, uh, just to refresh, was uh, the last temptation of Homer. Love this episode. I, it's, it's actually on. It was actually on my top, um, my top list that, but didn't quite make the cut for my top five. For me, this was always like I always knew I liked it, and I've seen it so many times. It's the one that I had on VHS again. Um, but when I was re-watching a few of my favourites when I was working out my list and I watched this again, I was just like, I can't believe how many gags are in this one episode. It's like non-stop and I was just dying laughing at everything in it and it has one of my absolute favourite Simpsons moments, which is the, um, this is my stop and he like rips the lift open and see you tomorrow. <laughs> I thought you was going to say, you know where the bellboy guy goes, hubba hubba. Hubba hubba. I thought that was what you was going to say. No, no, the sliding down the tower. Where he slides down the the tower. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. And the think on sexy thoughts, think on sexy thoughts. Like, I love that. Yeah, I love this episode. One of my faves. But this is one that I don't see bandied around a lot as people's favourites. But for me, I'm just like, this is just so funny. This is up there, definitely. I mean, this is another episode where I feel like the family gets like sidelined a little bit. And the three storylines for them are very weak. But 
it's really funny. I watched um, a YouTube video about this episode and it was a, a big debate as to did Homer cheat, yes or no, right. or was he imagining Marge in his head? Right. Like, did she actually turn up no. or did he imagine it? It, it like ruined the whole thing for me because I'd always had it in my head that she turned up and yeah, they had like I'm not the, that. the nice night cheat. together. Exactly. But this, this YouTube video that I watched, I was like, no. Um, no. But I get the, um, oh, Mindy. Like, I get that in my head. <laughs> oh, I always sing that. I love and that. And when, tur- when he closes the mirror and Lisa's standing there, it's just, <laughs> it's so funny to me, this episode. It's like, um, you've got an affection for someone named Andy. <laughs> yeah, like, yes, that's like you've got an affection for a woman named Mindy or a man named Andy. Oh, Mindy, you came and you came without flaking, but I sent you Ben Gay, oh, Andy. You kissed me and stopped me from something, and I... Uh-oh. Dad, why are you singing? Tell a lie, tell a lie. Because I have a small role in a Broadway musical. It's not much, but it's a start. Bravo. Are you hiding something from me? Like what? Judging from your song, you're infatuated with a woman named Mindy. Or a man named Andy. Lisa, look out behind you. Dad, I'm not going to fall for that. No, Lisa, I swear to you. I'm 100% completely serious. You've got to turn around right now before it's too late. Huh? Sucker! <laughs> it's really good. I love that. But I said yeah. you've been gay, oh Andy. <laughs> oh look, there's a turkey behind the bed. <laughs> I say that quite a lot as well. Yeah, so that that was my number two, just to refresh. But I I, yes. I gush about that one so much. That that is um that is high up on my list as well. I also like um Colonel Homer yeah. where Homer with Lurleen that. Those two episodes were like so close to being in my top five, but that's another thing. Like those two episodes are quite similar they are. as well. I, I think a lot of the ones where like Homer is tempted by another woman, but yeah. then he realizes he loves Marge. They've done it a few times, but there is such a good yeah that, plot I mean, line that it works every time. It yeah, works exactly. They tackle it differently, meaning mm. that you don't really make the connection unless you've watched it twenty times. Yeah. And like the, I, I, they were on the like I had. Um, they used to put out VHSs, the themed VHSs with four episodes. Yeah, on. I used to have those. Yeah, and there was one called I think it was called The Last Temptation of Homer, and that one had Colonel Homer on it and this and The Last Temptation of I'm Homer. I'm pretty sure I had that VHS as yeah. well. I'm pretty sure I had it. But yeah, I love I love the episode. It's it's definitely really high on my list, but it didn't quite make the cut. So talking of high on your list, what is <laughs> your number one? So we had this discussion because... Oh, I think I know what it is then. Yeah. <laughs> so I class it as one episode, but technically it's two. My favourite Simpsons episode is Who Shot Mr. Burns, part one and two. Because I I think it's the same episode, but you said that was cheating. I, I'm a stickler. I love making people choose, <laughs> which is why I love doing a top four instead of a top five. Yeah. Because it's like, no, yeah. no, you've got to narrow it down by one Cut more. one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we had this discussion and you said that I had to pick between episode one or episode two. Yeah. Um, and I actually prefer Who Shot Mr. Burns part one. So do I. Yeah, I love the mystery. It sets it up so perfectly and leaves you hanging yeah. on that thread so perfectly. And I really like the resolution. A lot, a lot of people think oh, I it love sucks, it as well. But it's all the whole thing is amazing to me. But part yeah, one is I where mean, it's at. 
looking back at it, I think that the Who Shot Mr. Burns whole sort of um, advertisement and everything that circulated mm. it when it came out initially is actually one of my earliest Simpsons memories. I remember it being in newspapers and like, I remember my dad had a copy of like The Sun or something and it was like them standing, you know, um, it was on the cover of one of the VHSs as well where they're sort of standing and it's like where the height chart is yeah, in the police yeah, station. Yeah. I remember that being in the sun and like there being like the suspects to the side and like the percentage that people had voted as to who they thought it was. And at the time, it hadn't been revealed. No, and they even, when they made it, they made false endings. So it didn't Yeah, exactly. Out, yeah. yeah, and... Maggie wasn't even, hashtag spoiler alert, um, Maggie wasn't even one of the suspects. So that's how much of a top secret thing that it was in the summer sort of leading up. I'm really hoping that no one who's taken the effort to download this episode and listen this far in doesn't <laughs> know that Maggie shot Mr. Burns. <laughs> hashtag spoiler alert. And people all over the country are choosing 1-800-COLLECT to make collect calls so that they and the person they call can be entered. A nationwide manhunt is on to find out who gunned down Springfield's richest man. We now take you to police headquarters. Calling all cars, calling all cars. This is the chief. Be on the lookout for the following mugs. Groundskeeper Willie. His little slip of the tongue makes him a prime suspect. I'll kill that Mr. Burns! Snake. This small-time hood has a rap sheet as long as his hair. Claims to have an alibi, but will it hold water? I was in the camp. If you can solve the mystery, you could win the prize of a lifetime. A chance to be animated with The Simpsons. Every time you complete a 1-800-COLLECT call, you and the person you call are automatically entered. Or call 1-800-RULES-FOR-YOU for details and alternate means of entry in The Simpsons Mystery Sweepstakes. Keep watching Fox for clues and don't miss The Simpsons season premiere on September 17th to find out who done it and to see if you're a winner. I'm I'm with you. I really like the ending. Yeah. I mean, you have a Simpsons, you have a series called The Simpsons. You have to circle it around The Simpsons. I mean, you can't have someone like Barney or someone like Skinner shooting Mr. Burns because it's got to relate back to the family somehow. Mm-hmm. And I feel like by picking someone like Maggie, it's perfect because it you could just finish the episode there and then and never mention it again if you don't want to. Mm. There's no like consequence to it. That's why a lot of people who criticise it think it's a little bit of a cop-out, but it's just fun. Yeah, and the reason why I picked episode one over episode two is just the way that everything is set up so perfectly from the offset. Yeah, it's a proper good like th- like crime thriller how each character so like Barney for instance and Mo with his bar and like Skinner with the school like all those tiny little storylines just like threaded into each other so perfectly that it literally could be anyone I love that There's image no... of Barney stroking his little gun his little tiny gun <laughs> I love that image so much <laughs> yeah it's like, ah, now there's the flated sense of self-esteem. We're all upset about Mr. Burns' plan to uh, block out our son. It is time for decisive action. I have here a polite but firm letter to Mr. Burns' underlings, who, with some cajoling, will pass it along to him, or at least give him the gist of it. Sir, a lot of people are stroking guns. Also, it has been brought to my attention that a number of you are stroking guns. Therefore, I will step aside and open up the floor. I would love, like, you know, you can buy, like, the original cells. If I could get Barney yeah. stroking that little gun, that would be up there for ones I'd want to own. 
Yeah, I like, um, you know, I think it was actually one of your episodes. I, actually, I'm, I'm not going to mention it. I'm not going to mention it because I feel like it's your number one episode. But I won't mention it. But if if you do mention it, I'll mention what cell I would love to own. Well, I, I think I know what you're going to say. But yeah, we'll talk about it in a sec. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about it in a minute. But um, yeah, so my favourite episode is Who Shot Mr. Burns? Episode one. Yeah. I just, I just think it's amazing. Um, it's one that I watch regularly, yep. and I'm gonna just have a fangirl moment. But um, Oakley and Weinstein are like my favourite Simpsons showrunners. Yeah. They just, for me, are just the best out of everyone that's ever written for the Simpsons. The absolute golden era was like when they were behind the wheel. Yeah. Yeah, and I on occasion still fangirl over like because bill oakley has a he's quite into social media and twitter and things Mm -hmm. like that every time he posts i'm like i just fangirl slightly and i've had this moment where um i commented on something that he posted and he replied and i was like literally made my week and the only person who appreciated it was my dad (laughs) i said i just like screenshotted it so i said to my husband about it he's like oh I don't like. I don't know what that is. I appreciate and, it. And then, and then I screenshotted it, sent it to my dad, and he was like, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" I was like, "I know, <laughs> you're the only person in the world that would appreciate the fact that he actually replied to a tweet that I sent." But yeah, so um, obviously, Oakley and Weinstein were the ones who uh, wrote this whole episode, so um, it it was one of the reasons why I liked this episode as well because it's classic, classic their style. Yeah, and. I like I said, it's a really it's a really funny episode, but it's also got this like kind of serious crime tone to it. You're just like you're genuinely like invested in the mystery, and it just it does it so well. Like Burns is so villainous. This is like the ultimate. Like Burns is a villain. It's kind of like Burns on a normal episode, but on steroids. They just whacked up the evil by like a hundred. Yeah. And he's so much, he's like burns on steroids. And it finally which is like, what I love. builds up to like the fact that, like, cause up until this point, Mr. Burns never remembers Homer. No. So it finally pays off for that. Like, Homer just like yeah. he's had us enough. And it's so good. Like, when he just absolutely freaks out. <laughs> Who the devil are you? yeah yeah i love it but um yeah you're, so making, me, you're making me want to go and watch it now i have a weird <laughs> like history of this episode though because like i said i used to watch it all the time as a kid the simpsons um on sky one but this one i'd never seen i'd always missed it no way until they put it out on that vhs it was on one of the vhs's both parts yeah so until i bought that i was still probably quite young i was still probably running like eight or nine but considering i was watching the others when i was like five i don't know like when i got that vhs i was like there's a two-parter i've never seen this like i missed out on the hubbub and then when i finally watched it, i was like this is amazing which is like slightly different to obviously my history because, as I said, the build-up mm. of the whole thing was one of my earliest Simpsons memories yeah. of, like, I was a massive fan of The Simpsons, obviously watched it on BBC Two, and I had Sky One at the time as well. So I was the same as you. Like, they'd never shown it or anything like that. But because it was, like, 
normal people in quotations were um talking about this episode of my favorite program I was like oh I loved it so it was it was um definitely one of my earliest memories of the Simpsons was this episode and I think that that's why it always remains even my top one on my top two yeah episodes because of the nostalgia and remembering the hype around it and then when it was revealed to be Maggie that I was just like, what the hell? Like, this makes absolutely no sense. It was a genuine, like, surprise. Like, it was a genuine shock. Well, I don't know if you know, um, because I know that you also listen to um, other Simpsons podcasts, but um, there was um, the whole thing around who shot Mr. Burns was a competition. Yeah, yeah. And the person who won the competition didn't even pick Maggie. Like, literally, not one person in the whole competition actually picked Maggie. But because no one had picked her they had to just pick some random person at random mm. because no one picked, no one that entered the competition I mean, that actually is a thought good, that was possible. That's a good exactly. mystery. Like, not one person guessed it. That's good. And it's not like no one guessed it because they just pulled out their ass. Like, it works. Totally works. I think it was like there were six options and... um so you, you've got one in six chance and still not one person picked mm. it. It's crazy. But... um yeah, I just think everything just gets tied up so neatly at the end. And I know that you said that a lot of people don't like the resolution, but I can understand why that's the resolution. Because yeah. as I said, they could just end the episode because obviously a baby can't get convicted. And Marge actually says that in the episode. She's like, a baby can't be convicted. She didn't mean to do it. Like, yeah, yeah. And then it's just kind of like everyone leaves the hospital and that's that. And that's the end of it. If Maggie could talk, I'm sure she'd apologize for shooting you. I'm afraid that's insufficient. Officer, arrest the baby. <laughs> yeah, right, Pops. No jury in the world's going to convict a baby. Maybe Texas. Besides, she didn't mean it. It was an accident. They do actually poke fun of it in like later episodes. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, remember the time that Maggie shot Mr. Burns kind of thing and it's like a bit of a joke and they kind of poke fun at themselves yeah, for that's it. That's another but... one, a bit like Deep Space Home where it does get referenced a few times going exactly. forward. Yeah. It's just hilarious that they still reference it. And in the, the spectacular episode with Troy McClure, he like references yeah. it as being like everyone hated it. Like they acknowledge yeah. that no one liked it and that. But it's funny because every like hardcore Simpsons fan I know actually all love it. Yeah. It's probably just people who like the Simpsons but aren't massive fans that dislike it because they don't understand the the way it works kind of thing. But I love it. That's why it's my number one episode. Great choice. I I gotta say, like, <laughs> your top four are so like in line with some of my favourites. Like Yeah. When I recorded the other one with uh Beef and Tiss and Becca, they had such different choices to to, yeah. the, to what I was expecting. I was like really taken aback by a lot of their choices. But this is like, oh, this is more in line with like, yeah, yeah like I love these ones. Like these aren't yeah. taking me back. These are like, yeah, I'm giving you the double thumbs up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I felt exactly the same when I was listening to the podcast that you did. Mm. Um, when certain people were saying, I mean, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but someone would say one and I'm like oh I never would have no. considered that but that's amazing and that's what's so cool about Simpsons is the fact that you can have a completely random top five that you'd never consider yeah
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So my number one, uh, just to refresh you, talking to that one was, uh, which is a really, I do admit, is a bit of a weird one to be my favourite, but it's just, you know, when you have the nostalgia of like, this was my favourite as a kid and I still love it for that reason. And it's uh, Bart on the Road. Yeah, I knew knew this was your favourite. And what I was going to say earlier was the cell that I would love to own is when they're all sitting on the sidewalk with their wigs. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to (laughs) say. And then I was like, oh, I actually think Bob's number one is this. Yeah. So that's why I stopped myself. But that's the sell that I'd love to own. And I think actually at the moment my Twitter heading is that. It is. That's why I knew that's what you were going to say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. But um, yeah, a a great episode. I absolutely love this episode as well. I actually watch this one quite regularly. Well, this has what I like about it is this. I love, like, Bart isn't my favourite character, but so it's a weird for the Bart episode is my favourite, but I love any episode which has Homer and Lisa. Oh, and the I side love story Homer is Homer and Lisa. Too. So that yeah. I love. And it has, like, Langdon Olga and all that stuff. It's really funny. <laughs> Langdon Olga. Homer freaking out inside the radiation suit when he finds out. <laughs> That's so funny. And I love Milhouse and Martin. And when they when the when Bart and the other guys have to, like, interact with each other because they're not like necessarily great friends any of them but when they're thrown together i love it i love when nelson and martin are together on screen together they yeah. they have such a weird um so chemistry but like they're so completely opposite but i love them together and he just like be dancing around him and he'll just hit him yeah it's really funny well, they, you get the same thing with like the lemon of troy episode where they're together yeah. and that is so funny and when he invites him to the birthday party them two are such a great underrated comedy duo. When he gives him the invitation to his party, he goes, <laughs> yeah. I want one and all to join me in celebrating the anniversary of my portentous birth. Here you are, Nelson. A birthday party. Here you are, Nelson. Here you are, Nelson. I said. Yeah, I just it's love so them. Funny. I just love when them two are together. 
Um, I love when you see sort of like the softer side of Nelson as well. Like when they're on the road, he's like, Andy Williams. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I didn't think they were going to do Moon River, but then second encore. <laughs> yes, I, I love, I love it so much. Um, yeah, I just think it's it's so crazy how like it's so just never would happen. But then because it's in The Simpsons, it's so plausible. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely ludicrous. But I just I think the age I was when this was the new because I watched yeah. this one new and I was just like, oh, my God, that would be so fun because I was probably like around goals. Bart's age at that time. <laughs> yeah. And I was like me and all my friends in a car like I really related to it. Um, and I recorded this one off TV and I just used to watch my recorded VHS of this episode because I just loved it so much. And it's like they out of all the places in the whole of the US that they could go and they go to um, Knoxville, Tennessee yeah, yeah, with the wig outlet. It's like so crazy. It's like instead of going to Disneyland or Vegas with a fake ID, they just they go to some random... World's Fair. It's great. I love that episode. It's such a good episode. And I like I said, I actually watch it quite regularly. Yeah. I always think, oh, that's just a weird one for me. I don't actually know if it's actually that great and then when i do rewatch, i'm like no this is a really good one i love this episode yeah. yeah and it's just like all the little tiny elements in it like when bart becomes a courier and skinner sees him in china and things like that i always forget that's how it ends up because it's so far away from how it starts it's so crazy and marge yeah. is just like so happy that she's got all the family back but they're all like hate each other yeah, around the table because they know what's happened it's such a well like put together episode all the moving parts come together in a perfect way I love really it. Really good. So finally, we've come to your one more. Da, 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 da. So my one more is a season two episode. So you either will be watching it soon. Uh, no, or... I, I finished watching series two today. Oh, you, you finished watching it. I, oh, so I you think would've... I know what you're going to say. Okay. So predict. I'll, I'll let you. I oh, know. I'll let you tell me, and I'll be honest okay. if it's what I thought it was. I think I actually mentioned this because um, before you recorded your um, the pod before that you did, you put it out to Twitter. Like, what are your um, what are your like top five? Just so I think you could get mm. a bit of inspiration. And I actually mentioned this in that comment that I replied to you. Um, my favorite like one more episode would be um principal charming i've already written it down when i was writing your list i've just written yeah. it before you even said it i watched this the other night with becca i love this and i said i bet this is on emma's list somewhere yeah because i know you'd like patty and selma a lot i love them yeah so um but it's not just that it's i absolutely love skinner as well right um and as i said at the beginning it's a season two episode so people overlook it a lot and it's also really really random and it's never ever mentioned ever again that patty um dates skinner Mm. but I, i literally i love this episode so much and i don't know if it's because where it's such an early episode it's one of those episodes where it really builds on the characters Mm -hmm. so i don't think skinner is i think it's his first kind of standalone episode and yeah probably the first one where he has like a major role yeah yeah and i think it's sort of similar to patty and selma and it just gives depth to both sides um which is really funny because i actually prefer selma out of patty and selma yeah um but this is a patty episode and i feel like selma has so many more standout 
standalone episodes. She's the more uh, empathetic member of the duo, so I think they can do more with her. With her, yeah. Um, To be honest, I don't really know why I love it. I just think the way it's written, and I'm a sucker for the the love episodes. Um, It's not stereotypically one of the funnier episodes, and I think that that's why it gets forgotten a lot, because there's not a huge amount of jokes in it, really. When I watched it the other night, I was making some notes because I was making notes on all of series two. Yeah. And this one I've actually got a lot of notes for. And I was like, oh, really? wow, this is a really good episode. Like I had, it's always been one I sort of overlooked, I think. But then I remembered you yeah. saying about it to me and it, me sort of being like, oh, that's a surprising one. And um, so when I watched it again, I sort of had that in mind. I was like, no, this is great. Yeah. Because it has like some of the notes I made... Um, I love the Terminator reference when Homer's like scanning everyone. I was to literally survival. just about to say that, like the pros and cons yeah. is a wiener. <laughs> it gets so silly. Like it starts yeah. off kind of like ludicrous and Con, it gets more ludicrous. not a man. Yeah, that's one of those where con's just a sign. <laughs> the Laramie yeah, cigarette sign, like it's so funny. Um, so you got that. And I think there's just some lines like that Patty and Selma say, which are so good in this. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, alley cat, save it for the honeymoon. That made me laugh <laughs> a lot. Do you know what I say a lot? Um, I think Skinner says it, but when they are um, sort of at the end of the date and they're standing outside the apartment door and he goes, isn't it wonderful we hate the same things? Like I say that all the yeah, time. Yeah. Like if someone agrees with me that they hate something and I'm like isn't it amazing or isn't it wonderful we hate the same things I use that I use that line quite a lot oh that was the worst movie I've ever seen (laughs) not as bad as a service at the revolving restaurant (laughs) (laughs) isn't it nice we hate the same things (laughs) I think sometimes the delivery with Patty and Summer it can be like just a very simple thing, but the delivery really makes me laugh. So when she comes <laughs> in all dolled up for a date and he goes, is that Selma? Ring a ding ding. And she just goes, oh, shut up. <laughs> just the oh, shut up made me laugh so much. I love it. <gasps> is that Selma? Ring a ding ding. Oh, shut up. Why y'all dolled up like a chorus girl? Well, it takes a right piece of cheese to catch the mouse. It's time to give away my love like so much cheap wine. Take it to the hoop, Selma. Oh, I just, I can't think of like any other quotes that I like a lot, but I think if I was to rewatch it, I'd be like, I love that bit. The other bit that made me laugh a lot in this episode is the um, when Marge is calling on Homer for the favour and the example she uses him with the bowling pin car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, remember, that. how could I forget? And it's on his like bedside table. <laughs> it's just him standing next to a bowling pin car. I love that. Which is a really stupid um, joke for series two. Like series two isn't always that silly. That feels no. like a later series gag. Yeah, I, I love, um, I just love this episode where it's just not necessarily about the Simpsons. Mm. It's, it's one of the yeah. first episodes. And as I said, it really builds on both of, the characters that probably didn't have much emphasis before rather than just kind of like a cardboard box type back character um but yeah um i love the fact that it's one of those episodes that i i personally watch it all the time but it's never really on the tv very often so when i say to someone i really really like this episode they're like 
what is what what episode is that and then I explain it and they're like oh yeah I haven't seen that in ages and another episode um which is really similar which is also made my shortlist but didn't make the top five but it's also really similar to this is Bart the Lover where he mm-hmm. like pranks Edna Corabapo into into sort of like thinking that she's going to meet this yeah. amazing guy Woodrow and it's like a really sort of similar episode but slightly different um, I absolutely love that episode as well and when I say to people oh Bart the Lover they, they never know which episode it is and those are like the little gems that I tend to gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just really sweet episodes and it showed sort of different sides to secondary characters, which I really like. But yeah, so this is my one more is Principal Charming. Yeah, really, I, I, was, I was expecting <laughs> this to show up on your list. And I, yeah. I, like I said, I did watch this only a couple of nights ago and it's a really underrated episode. It's a really enjoyable episode. Good, um, good prediction there, Bobby. I'm looking down at my notes because I was trying to remember what my plus one was, and all I've got is a note <laughs> that I made from. I'm like, what is that say again? Because my writing's terrible. And then I'm just laughing, remembering. I'm making notes on. Um, I said I watched Blood Feud earlier. Yeah. And it was a note from that, and it was. Um, this is beat, but don't kick. What did he do anyway? He saved Mr. Burns's life. <laughs> The funny thing is, that's one of the quotes that you can hear it in your head. Yeah, like the way it's he the says way it. that Smither does it is like so funny because he's like collapsing as he says it. He's got like a stubble and everything. I love that. He saved Mr. Burns' life. <laughs> so good. Uh, but that isn't my plus one. My plus one uh, was, uh, it was Treehouse of Horror 4. I knew you'd say this. Yeah. Um, so we've had discussions about tree houses before. My favourite tree house is... Actually, no, I'm going to save what my favourite tree house is, just in case we ever revisit. Uh-huh. But um, there are two tree houses that made my shortlist, mm-hmm. and that was one of them. Yeah. I know we've had this conversation before, like, this is one of the best tree houses. Yeah, this is the one with the sole donor the gremlin on the bus and the burns vampire <laughs> yeah this this is a brilliant and it's my plus one just because like when we recorded that i was like well i knew none of the other guys were going to pick a tree a tree house a horror episode but it's such an integral part of the show people always seem to forget them yeah it's such a tradition yeah and i was like okay gotta chuck one in somewhere and that's why i use my plus one to highlight this because this is one I've quoted so much. I've watched this so much. You know, who's that goat-legged fellow? I like the cut of his jib. Like, all that stuff is always in my head. Yeah, I love that. It's really funny. When I was a kid, um, I didn't ever know who most of the people in the jury was, like Benedict Arnold oh, right, or yeah. Lizzie Borden or anything like that. So I remember watching it as a teenager when sort of the internet was more of a thing. And I remember Googling them and just being like... It just gave the joke such more depth when you actually yeah. know who the people are. It's one of those things where like every frame in The Simpsons is like another excuse to pack in more jokes. Exactly. But the thing is, I feel like it the jokes kind of wasted a little bit on us as British people because mm-hmm. they are very like famous people in America, but not here. Like yeah. Lizzie Borden, like I love the story of Lizzie Borden. So I, I like a lot of true crime stuff, um, but... If you sort of said, if you just walked down the street in the UK and said to someone, do you know who Lizzie Borden is? Like, I doubt people would know. Probably more now than they used to be just because of the popularity of, like, crime podcasts. But even so, like, not that many. 
or like the Philadelphia Flyers. It's like who the hell, like I'm not really into sports, so yeah. I I don't know who they are. But when you read the stories, um, like read online about what each of these people did, you're like, oh my god, this makes so much sense. Yeah, like Jury of the Damned. Yeah. I give you the jury of the damned. Benedict Arnold, Lizzie Borden, Richard Nixon. But I'm not dead yet. In fact, I just wrote an article for Redbook. Hey, listen, I did a favor for you. Yes, master. John Wilkes Booth, Blackbeard the Pirate, John Dillinger, and the starting line of the 1976 Philadelphia Flyers. I love this episode. Um, I mean, all the these... The classic Treehouse episodes are so good. And, you know, on a different day, I would choose different ones. But this is the one that I have the most fondness for because it was on my VHS taped off telly that I used to watch all the time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I love, like, Burns the Vampire and the super fun Happy Slide. Like, great, great <laughs> When am I going to be here again? <laughs> uh, so there are lists. And yeah. I'm, I've, your lists is a really, really good one. Like, I love all these episodes. Can I just mention like a couple that were on my list but didn't quite make the cut that I just want like Definitely. a few little just name drops a few some. little special mentions um so this one was like so so close to being on my list but didn't quite make it is Home of the Great Yeah so the Stonecutters episode um I've mentioned Black Widower because obviously I'm obsessed with Patty and Selma and um Sarah Bob Yeah two great tastes that taste great together Exactly um Marge versus the monorail was so close. Oh, that is the one I'm amazed that no one's had on their top list. I know. Becca said that originally it was on hers and she took it off because she was like, someone else is going to say it. Yeah, it's it's one of those episodes, like, I'm really surprised that no one actually does mention it, but um, that's it was also really, really close to being um, on my list. Yeah. And last but not least... This is also really close. Um, the Springfield Files, so oh, the parody yeah. from um, X-Files. Yeah. So X-Files for me is kind of a bit like Frasier, where in the 90s I was probably too young to watch it, so it wasn't that much of a fan. But as an adult, like I've, I absolutely love the X-Files. And just it's such a perfect parody because it's so funny. And Mulder and Scully obviously are themselves but yeah. at the same time they are so funny well, as well David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson are like really Amazing. funny people in real life yeah and they're great and they're so up for like poking fun at themselves so like perfect. I've got such a I've got such a girl crush on Gillian Anderson as well like she's I love her so much so does Becca Becca was like if we could ever have a threesome of anyone it'd be <laughs> Gillian Anderson <laughs> Do you know what? I'm pretty sure me and Ben have probably said the same thing. Because <laughs> the thing is as well, like, I don't know if you've seen it, but obviously she's in the Netflix uh, Sex Education. Yeah, Becca watches um, that. I love it. And um, she's like a lady in her 50s now, like so a mature woman. But she still looks incredible. Like, mm. I don't I trust actually... myself to watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> ben actually says that, he actually fancies her more now. Like, she's like a fine wine. Yeah. He actually fancies her more now than when she was in X-Files. Yeah. Agreed. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, so The Simpsons Files was very close to being in my list as well. Yeah. But um, obviously, I had to make the very, very tough decision. Um, but I'm I'm more than happy with my, my four and one more choices. Um, I think I made the right decisions. And I just wanted to mention those few little... 
special mentions as well because they were all so close to being on my list yeah i mean like we said there's so many great episodes to narrow it down is so hard and i understand that yeah the four and one more concept is tough it's like you've only got four but it makes for very very interesting conversation yes. because it's like you can agree with someone's choices or you can disagree with them or you can have different opinions or for me it was just the hardest thing about doing this whole um the research in it is just trying to narrow it down yeah because there were so many that i loved but just by a smidgen those five that i picked were the ones that made the cut um but i feel like if it was a top five rather than a four and one more i feel like one of these other episodes would have made the list Mm -hmm. but because my it was one more and obviously the one more has to be something that you personally love but someone else might not mention it yeah that's why i picked principal charming like i feel like i like some of the episodes more but because it's it's a it's sort a of wild, to you. It's a wild card, yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a wild card. That's why I that's why I um I mentioned it over the other episodes. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my list. Fantastic list, yeah, really good. <laughs> so thanks so much for uh, joining me. I thought this was going to be shorter, but we just got chatting about the Simpsons, <laughs> which is what's always going to happen um, when exactly. it comes to talking about the Simpsons. Uh, which is why I really wanted to get you on the show. I know, like, you're a massive um, Simpsons head. Uh, everyone <laughs> I know, uh, so I've interacted with you on Twitter over the years, and um, I know out of everyone I sort of communicate with, you have, like, as much Simpsons affection as me, more so than, um, like, any of my friends, really. Like, my close friends, a lot of them didn't grow up watching it. Or See, the thing is, I feel like... I was obsessed with The Simpsons as a kid. Yeah. And then when I was a teenager, it kind of died down and I never really used to watch it that much. Exactly the same And then it's only been in the last like maybe five years that I've become obsessed with it again. Well, the, like the social media, like meme community discovering The Simpsons has really brought it back into the zeitgeist, like those classic oh, yeah, years. 100%. And it's made me remember like, oh, wow. Like, because my, my sort of, I don't know how it was for you, but my relationship with The Simpsons was like, Watching it all the time and loving it and rewatching it, every, all this, all I watched basically, just those yeah. VHSs on repeat, until like series eleven, and then being like, I don't like this anymore, but thinking it was me that had changed yeah. and not the show. Oh yeah, I totally agree. So not going back and revisiting the old episodes and going, oh, actually they're still really good. I just don't like the new ones. I just thought, oh, yeah. I don't like the Simpsons anymore, and then just stopped watching yeah. it. And then when I was reminded of all the classic moments going, oh, God, like those classic era, like it's still the best show ever. It was it's great to have you on. Really enjoyed your list. Thank you for having me. I feel like you are someone who loves The Simpsons and knows all these classic eras as much as me, uh, which is why I've been waiting to the end of this episode. Think of this as your interview. I was going to ask you if you wanted to be my co-host for this podcast. Oh, my God. No way. I would absolutely be made up <laughs> of course i will <laughs> good I, wa- I love that thank you so much i appreciate it i wanted to uh give you a taste of recording because you might got to the end of this episode and be like you know what i really hated recording <laughs> no i love it so i said to becca you know i said i won't ask her from the get-go i'll record of her first and also we we might not have had that chemistry or rapport do you know what i mean and it might just been really flat and actually i'm not gonna I'm not going to ask her. Oh, that's but it's, it as well. That was to, what I was yeah. more worried about. I was like, what if she's just yeah. terrible? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, I'd love to do it. Excellent. 
So there we go. That was the first ever recording session. Hope you enjoyed it. And since then, we actually have social media things to let you know about. So first of all, you can contact us and let us know your favorite episodes. That is four and one more pod at gmail.com. And we're also on Twitter. I'm at Bob Shoy. That's at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. And Emma, what are you? I am at um, Emma Rowena, which is E-M-M-A-R-O-E-N-A. Forgot how, <laughs> forgot how to spell my own name there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can also go to fourandonemore.com. Uh, there's another way to contact us on there. And you can go to patreon.com slash bobshoy to support my time editing this as well as the other podcasts that I work on. Uh, so next time around um, is actually an episode, a previously recorded episode. Um, we referenced it a bit in this one. Um, so on my other podcast, one of my other podcasts known for a filmography podcast, I had a crossover episode with my friends from Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. Um, we talked about our top four and one more Simpsons episodes. That episode was really popular and it's where the idea for this podcast came from. So we're going to play that episode on this feed. Um, as you heard on this one, Emma talked about her four and one more favourites, and I sort of did re-go over mine, and we referenced the list that will be on this feed next week. I hope that's not too confusing. <laughs> it makes sense in my head. You'll hear it anyway. So some of you may already be familiar with next week's episode, but have no fear. The one after that will be digging into series two of The Simpsons. Yeah. And I think that's everything. So enjoy that. Until next time, pardon my galoshes. <laughs> the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns